Hi and welcome. You're listening to the Orton Oratory, the place for young and ambitious entrepreneurs where you can discover empowering ideas and action steps to increase productivity, mental toughness, achieving peak performance and much, much more with your host, Dagan Orton, copywriter, closer, YouTuber and ambitious entrepreneur. I want to join and support you on your journey on becoming successful. So welcome to the Orton Oratory. Burnout, productivity's enemy, right? So today I just want to talk about burnout and how you actually prevent it and how you actually recover from it because I know there are a lot of you probably out there that are suffering from burnout. I know in the couple past weeks actually I've been suffering a lot from burnout and I've been trying really hard to recover from it and it's still a work in progress. So I'm going to share with you what's been working, what hasn't been working and how to actually make the necessary changes. Now at the end of this episode you're going to be walking away with pretty much everything you need to know about how to handle burnout and to prevent it and you know I just want to remind you that you're listening to this podcast because you know there's more to life than just being average and joining the sea of mediocrity. Now this I'm kind of experimenting with a new episode structure because the three port structure worked really well in the past but you know I just want to try different things and I'm going to try and and incorporate a lot more story into my episodes because recently I bought this book it's called uh, Stories That Stick it's, it's written by Kendra Hall and you know I've been reading it for the past couple of days and I actually just read it again uh, like one of the final chapters about 30 minutes ago I was just sitting there on the patio with the sun shining on a chair you know had some water there and a lot of the stuff you know, it kind of clicked for me and story is one of the things that I really want to get good at. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Let's talk about burnout. So how do you actually get burnout? What exactly is it? So from my understanding and personal experience, I usually get burned out when I work very hard for a long period of time. And that's not just, you know, normal work. It's intense, productive work, like very decision and mind heavy work I guess if I'm not even sure if that's a word but it's work that requires a lot of thinking right so in school I'm not, I'm not sure if you're still in school but uh, most probably not because my audience is 18 and older but anyway uh, you still remember what it was like in school there were around four vacations a year or like four little breaks a year pretty much and I think that's a really good way to structure it because the way I do it is Right now, I only take a break when I think I need one, but I also don't exactly do that because I know I need a break right now because I hadn't really had a break, a proper break since, I don't know, the start of the year. So it's been like, I've actually missed one big break pretty much, okay, Uh, or two actually. So I'm going to plan a break for the 23rd of September for that week just so I can reset myself pretty much and another thing I'm not even sure if you are concerned about this or not but I know I am definitely that I don't always know how to relax because for the past six seven months I've been so focused on working and getting things done that I've kind of lost touch with like the ability to relax and just rest okay because I have this feeling inside of me that 
if I'm doing nothing, I'm just wasting time. Now, that's not really a good feeling to have because obviously we all should rest and have time to reset and recharge. Now, I'm not sure what exactly causes that feeling. Maybe it's just my drive and ambition to actually get these things done, which is great. I mean, that always pushes you. And in times when I procrastinate, sometimes that drive will push me through and actually help me get things done, which is good. But it can also be a curse sometimes. So I have to be very aware of, of you know, that feeling, I guess. So I also just want to talk about how to actually set breaks. I know I've talked about this in my previous episode. Uh, the Pretty much the main way to increase productivity is to actually take a break. So now I just want to talk about what actually happens, the burnout and all of that. So I can actually remember this very clearly. A couple of weeks ago, uh, for the last couple of months, maybe two months or maybe one and a half, just to be, just to be safe, I've really been kind of slacking, right? So before that, up until like April or even May, right, I was so productive. I got so much done and I was doing this thing called nightmare mode where I just, you just work, okay? You work five days a week. You don't consume any unnatural dopamine like going on Instagram, watching YouTube, TV or even porn or no unnatural sources of dopamine. So you can't even eat bad food or uh, drink coffee. So it's super, super intense. And I don't recommend you do it if you're not, you know, someone who is up for a challenge or or is kind of experimenting with extreme productivity. And that's also something to be uh, aware of and be careful of because you know, the the downsides of that can be pretty damaging. Okay, I talked about that in my previous episode. But anyway, uh, I remember that for the past one and a half months, I've been really, I don't know, just slow. Mentally, I don't feel as uh, excited to learn more and do more and actually go out of my comfort zone. And I remember this one day, you know, I was just sitting here, I woke up kind of late uh, which is not usual, right? Because I usually wake up at 8 a.m. sharp because I go to sleep at 12 uh, a.m. So I get like 8 hours of sleep or sometimes 8 hours and 15 minutes. Uh, but then usually I wake up on time, get ready and get my day started and get things done. But for the past one, even two months really, I've just been getting up late. Some days I get up at 9, some at 10. Some days I get even as late as after 11, like 11.30, which is completely unacceptable. Now, it's not that I just want to stay in bed and do nothing. It's that I physically can't wake up earlier, right? Like if my alarm goes off, I will wake up, like I will sit up in my bed, drink a bit of water, drink a bit of water, and then I'll just pass out again. I don't know why. So that's definitely a sign. If you have any symptoms like that where you're really struggling with sleep a lot, that can be a sign that you actually need a break. So just be very cautious of that. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you how long of a break you need because that's something I'm not even sure of. Because like, I don't want to spend a lot of time recharging. So I just chose to give myself a week. And I'm, here's how I'm going to structure my breaks during the year. So I'm planning on doing a week at the end of each quarter. So at the last day of, what's it, March, I will have a week off. And at the last day of, uh, 
I think June. Yeah, the last uh, the last week of June, I also have a break, and the same for the last week of September, and then the last pretty much month of December, I'm going to take off. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that sounds pretty. That sounds a lot now, now, now that I think about it. Maybe not a month. <laughs> Maybe just like two weeks. Yeah, or three weeks max. Okay. Because I need at least a week after each quarter just to reset and not do any work. Because when you just continue working, you're not really going to have time to actually put new ideas together and think of new ways to solve problems, different approaches. Because when you just focus on work, right? You're obviously using up a lot of mental bandwidth, if you want to call it that, and all of your productivity fuel is pretty much getting used up each and every single day. Now, depending on how hard you're actually working every single day, that can have a negative effect on you, and you'll actually start to burn out. Now, I can pretty much sense that I'm on the edge of burnout now, so... I mean, I do take Sundays off Sundays. I absolutely do nothing. That's something I started implementing actually last Sunday. So I think that's going to have kind of a positive effect on, you know, just my productivity and well-being. Because, you know, on Sundays, I also just used to work. I used to do courses. Like I had a a six-hour class, yeah, and then I had to take notes. And obviously, you have to think a lot and use your mind a lot uh, in those classes. So... It was pretty hectic and something else that I'm also kind of noticing is having a big effect on my the rate at which I burn out is the amount of informational content that I consume. So I read pretty much five days a week, 25 pages or an hour a day. That's just my standard. And then on top of that, I usually have to do, I usually do a webinar, which is an hour long once a week as well where I learn about different topics and I usually combine that with a bunch of other courses and you know just learning a bunch of stuff so essentially what this boils down to is that I'm consuming so much content informational content that needs to be processed and connections need to be made now that uses up a lot of my calories right Uh, and so I'm spending so much energy just processing incoming new information and then that's not even to mention actually putting out content like actually creating a podcast and all of that so what I think the problem is is that I'm spending too much mental energy during each day which you know, it, it's good if you want to get a lot of stuff done and you want to make progress, but there's a line, okay? And if you cross that line, I'm, I'm convinced that there's only drawbacks when you cross that line. And then, you know, there's obviously no benefits to gain from that. And then it just pretty much goes downhill. So finding that balance of getting in enough information and doing obviously enough, but without burning yourself out is kind of a tricky thing. And Unfortunately, this is something I realized and, you know, a lot of people don't really mention this, but you aren't going to immediately solve this problem. It's a process. You need to test a bunch of things like people in their 50s, like Gary V even still struggles with this. I just watched an Instagram video from him like a couple minutes ago before I started this podcast. Um, He said that at 29, he can't believe how unproductive he was, but he was a workaholic. He worked like 12 to 16 hour days now 
you might think, well, I don't even work that much a day. Right. And it's clear to see that it's an ongoing process. Every day, every week, every month, every year, and every decade, you're going to look back and think, I can't believe I was so unproductive or lazy, even though you worked really hard, because you're constantly making progress and you're going to learn more. Because think about it like this, just just another perspective to kind of change your mind and shift your paradigm. The age you're at right now is not the smartest you'll ever be, all right? Because you're going to learn from mistakes and you're maybe going to read another book. So you'll always get smarter and know more things. So don't try and have everything figured out right now. Like, I always hope and wish that I can figure out the secret to to extreme productivity without burning out. But it's an ongoing process because after every failure, I learn something new. That's why I'm making these podcast episodes, right? So just knowing that it's an ongoing process and that you'll actually figure out better ways to deal with burnout and all of that is something very important that you have to actually know and believe. Because if you don't believe it, then obviously nothing's going to change. So I know that sounded very abstract and no real action steps but one of the main action steps i can you know prescribe to you is be honest with yourself and if you really need a break take a break okay that's okay i know that sometimes it might be difficult if you're studying at university or school right now i know that might be very difficult you can't actually just step away and take a break because you're paying for it right now obviously Obviously, each situation is a bit different, but at least just spend some time a day where you're not consuming content, where you're actually allowing your brain, where you're actually allowing your brain to just roam free and do its thing. Okay, now that's also called boredom for you for you who don't know. So that's obviously going to be very boring. But the problem that we have today, and I'm not the one who thinks who thought about this idea. I'm not some like some kind of guru. A lot of people actually mentioned this long ago, but the problem with modern day society is that we don't spend enough time in boredom. Because let me just explain why boredom is so important, and I and I actually want to create a whole mini series on my podcast about this because this is so important and. Essentially, this is this was one of my hidden secrets, if you want to call it that, to success and you know generating all these great ideas and business ideas and actually just making so much progress in my competition was that I utilized boredom and I got a bunch of amazing ideas from it. So here's just the quick little pitch, elevated pitch of why boredom is so great for you. So Right now in your life, you might be kind of stuck or not where you're at, right? Like most of us, okay? And when you actually start to spend time in boredom, okay? Not consuming information, just sitting there and let your brain do its thing. Your brain is going to start just wandering around, making some connections, just playing around with your thoughts. And it's going to start to create connections between different ideas and thoughts and when that process happened happens and it's actually going to take a bit of time but you'll come up with some amazing ideas right like things you never thought of but or might be so simple the idea might be right under your nose but you might not have thought about it because you haven't given your brain the chance to actually figure it out like i'm going to give you one super simple example 
I have this thing where I, I have a, like a whiteboard in my room and I write my weekly goals in there that aren't on my calendar or on my to-do list. That's just additional goals that I want to actually get done this week that will move me forward quite a bit. Now, I had this thing where no matter how hard, okay, I can't really say that because I wasn't trying that hard in the first place. Uh, I mean, okay, I tried. I tried, but... I would never really get those things done, maybe one at most or two if I if I was like trying really hard. And I usually have like five of those goals, but I'd never get five goals done. And so I was just this other night or day, I can't remember, I was just sitting in my bed uh, and I was just there for five to 10 minutes just thinking, you know, they're laying without my phone or reading or nothing, just laying there looking at my ceiling. And all of a sudden I thought, why don't I just make tick marks next to the things, right? So one of the things there is I have to jog 25 kilometers per week. So that's five kilometers a day. It takes me about 40 minutes to do a five kilometers. That's not too bad um, because I go like kind of slow. And it's just in my comp. I live in like an estate, whatever. Um, but anyway, I'm going ahead of myself. So when I started to make these little ticks, I realized that, okay, cool, I can see my progress, right? And the next day I was like, okay, well, I made progress yesterday. I might as well do it today, okay? And then I did. And then today is the fourth day and I'm still on track, right? Because I don't want to break that chain. Because if I do, then obviously it's going to feel much worse than actually, you know, not having a visual representation of my progress, if that makes sense. So... Basically, what this is all about is just have some free time for your brain to, you know, do its thing and make connections. And you'll ov- and you'll and you'll actually think of these crazy ideas that you you've actually never thought about, but are so simple and that can have a huge positive effect on your productivity or whatever it is, right? Like for example, with, with the tick marks next to my goals, I'm actually doing the things right now. Okay, so yeah. I just wanted to talk about being bored and how that ties in with burnout. So that's something you have to do. Now, obviously, being bored and spending time in boredom isn't going to immediately cure your burnout, uh, but it's going to have a positive long-term effect because you're going to be more effective and you're going to actually be able to spend less time doing the things that you're actually not doing th- in the most efficient way in the first place, if that makes sense. So let me just summarize what I just said. So spend time in boredom. You're going to make new connections and you're going to think of new ideas to do previous tasks more effectively. And when you do those tasks more effectively now, you're going to basically spend less time on them and then you can use that time, that additional new gained time to spend on activities that recharge you or just to relax so i know that's kind of an indirect effect on burnout but that's something you have to kind of schedule in with yourself like i talked about in my previous episode that you actually have to schedule in downtime that's very important so i don't want to copy the previous um, episode so let me just talk about burnout and something else you need to look out for so obviously the first thing is that your productivity will start going downhill that's a telltale sign if you're feeling tired every day 
that's another sign. And also very important, one that actually happened to me that I mentioned previously was that you're going to start sleeping lighter and lighter every day. You need more sleep because your brain is burning out and it needs to repair and all those things. So that's something else as well. Now, there are additional things you can do to actually help with the recovering process. Now, first of all, I'm sure you heard this a million times on the internet. You have to eat good food, okay? You can't just eat shit and expect to get good work done because there's this term in computer science and, uh, yeah, coding pretty much that garbage in equals garbage out. So you need to put good stuff in your body, good fuel. Like, let me just use another example if you're not sold on that really. Let's say... You start a business, you've been working super hard, you've, you made a lot of money, you had a lot of failures, but now you're finally at the point where you want to be and you, you're, you're, you're obviously growing your business and now you have a bunch of money and you actually buy your, the core of your dreams. Now for me, that's a Tesla, the new Roadster 2020 or a Lamborghini Sion, uh, the new one released in 2020 as well. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So imagine you buy the core, the core of your dreams, right? The exact color, the the exact frames or rims for the wheels, everything, right? It's specced out to the exact version in your dream in mind. Now, let's say you go to to actually put fuel in your car. Are you going to choose the worst and cheapest possible fuel to put in that car? Of course not. You're going to damage the car and potentially ruin some part of the engine, right? That's exactly not what you. That's exactly not what you want to do. Now, I get with the Tesla, you can't really do that. But still, um, you want to put good fuel into your car. And the same is with your body. If you want to get a lot of good productive work done, you need to good, you need to put good fuel in. Now, I know that's not always as simple as it sounds. I get that, especially if you're living with your family uh, or even living alone, uh, being a student. I know like health, the healthy option isn't always the cheaper option. Uh, but there's always ways to actually you know, work around that and just make sure that you're still good and operating at a, uh, at a great level. Uh, like, I'm not a fitness channel, even though I go to the gym and take my fitness and health quite seriously. I don't talk about that here. I might sometime in the future, but that's not my intention, really. I'm more about business, finance, marketing, and entrepreneurship, productivity, and all that. So, yeah, obviously, take a break, spend time in boredom, have good fuel, and exercise. Exercise is one of the best things you can do because it's a natural stress reliever and it's just going to, it's an outlet for you to actually just get rid of tension in your body and stress and just like there are a lot of people that when they, they actually say for some people their fitness or their gym time is their therapy and I get that for me it's, it, it was like that before lockdown. Uh, so yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in the gym actually, you know, just and just another thought, it's not only for therapy's sake or whatever, I know that might sound like, oh, are you, do you think I need therapy? No, maybe not, maybe you do, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the reason gym, gymming and working out, like you don't have to lift a bunch of weights, you can go for a run, do, sh- uh, do some body weight exercises, you just need to move your body and be in your body, right? So another reason why that is super super grateful actually being productive and pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and actually getting more results out of life is because when you actually train okay especially with weight training you're kind of pushing the limits of your muscles or that's at least what you're supposed to do like let's say you can only do 10 pull-ups right 
always push for 11 or 12. Always do the extra one. Because when you can push yourself and if you make going outside of your comfort zone and pushing yourself a habit, you're going to start doing the same thing in business or whatever your career is. And you actually want that. It's amazing to have that. Whether you know you want that in your dating life or whatever, in your social life, pushing yourself and getting outside of your comfort zone is the only way you're going to grow. Because think about it like this. I'll just use another fitness example. If you if you gym, right, the whole point of it is to damage your muscle, okay? And the reason that might sound like, okay, that doesn't sound that great, but the reason you actually do that is because your body is going to repair your muscle. And when it repairs, it's going to be stronger. So it's the same with that like in pretty much everything in life, when you get out of your comfort zone, yeah, it might feel like shit, you might get rejected, you might feel bad and guilty or whatever, Uh, obviously don't do something horrible and bad to other people, Uh, but obviously just put yourself in uncomfortable situations, now in the moment it might feel very bad and painful, but that's good, because you're actually going to grow as a person, and that wound is pretty much going to be healed, and you're going to be stronger, like, in sales, it's so important to actually just get on the phone, and get rejected, get told, no, I'm not interested, fuck off, all these things, right, because that's going to make you stronger, like, I, I think I told you this, this story before, but when I started out in sales, I remember this one day, my polo shirt, my black jeans, and white sneakers, I was sitting there at the table, and I had my microphone, my laptop, my script. It was a sunny day, kind of warm, uh, somewhere in last year, July, August, maybe. And then I had the prospect number in my dialer, everything ready to go, my headset on, had my script in my hands, ready to dial, and I sat there for three hours. I just couldn't actually press dial and talk to the clients, right, so three hours later, you know, I just decided, okay, I've been procrastinating, I've been procrastinating for three hours, I have to just press it, so I just pressed it, um, and then I, you know, I was shaking, like my hands were shaking, the whole script was just shaking, uh, but yeah, I managed to get through that call, and the guy said, no, I'm not interested, the call lasted like, not even 10 seconds, right, so, but now, like, it's completely different, I just click dial, do my thing, and I'm kind of very confident, actually, on the phone, and I close deals, that's just what I do, so you can see that over a long enough period, you're going to grow so much, and when you look back, you're going to think, wow, I can't believe it took me three hours to get on a call, now I just do it in a couple seconds, right, so I know this episode is kind of all over the place and I've talked about a bunch of different things but all of this ties in together to actually get out of burnout and recover from burnout so let me just summarize everything again then I'll just talk about a little bit more so obviously take a break if you need one okay be honest with yourself how much time do you need and don't fill that time with a bunch of you know just watching Netflix You can obviously do that. That's great. I think you should definitely do that. But also spend some time kind of just sitting there and relaxing, letting your brain do its thing, right? Because think about like this. Back, you know, maybe 100 or 200 or 300 years ago, we didn't have like TVs and Xboxes and Playstations and all these things. So a lot of time we just sat there, you know, and looked outside of, you know, nature, whatever, just sitting there about our thoughts, pretty much it and that's why you know old people didn't really have 
much mental issues like nowadays people have like so many things going on and like i'm not an expert in mental health by any chance i'm not sure if that's even the correlation but it makes sense right like back in the day people didn't really suffer from depression if you think about it because they had a lot of time you know thoughts and they could work through problems without you know constantly trying to escape reality by playing games drinking doing drugs all the time so I'm sure that makes kind of sense. (laughs) Anyway, so spending more time actually just allowing yourself to be by your thoughts is one of the best ways to get out of burnout. Now, I know, uh, I'm sure one of you, I'm sure you listening right now might be like me in some way that you don't want to spend a lot of time. But the way I would do it is spend at least 5 to 15, even 20 minutes if you want to, just every single day by yourself with no you know sources of distractions just sit there and let your thoughts go wild and don't try to think of nothing okay just allow yourself to you know think of whatever comes okay that's just how it goes so i know this this episode was a bit all over the place and i don't really care i'm just trying to give value to you but i'm going to end it here so Stick out for next week's episode because I'm going to finish the series about how to get your life back on track and get your shit back together. And I'm going to talk about how to actually track your results and what systems to use. So once again, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast because you're listening to this because you know there's more to life than just being average, right? So we'll talk soon and stay successful.